Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Contest between New Zealand and South Africa in Hamilton. Uh, 40 for one they will resume at, of course, needing a further 227 runs to win. SCNZ will have you covered with what has been an outstanding run of commentary. I've uh, been absolutely loving it. Uh, the, <laughs> the lads on absolute form with their cricket analysis and their, uh, their off the ball. Uh, antics as well, learning a, a lot about uh, Smithy and Braces and, and uh, Jeremy, a lot more than I thought we would, or necessarily should along the way. Uh, good times all round, so do not miss that. Should be an enthralling day, hopefully one that leads to a victory for New Zealand. Uh, keen to get your thoughts on what we should actually expect from that, because this New Zealand team uh, needs to produce the biggest score of the match in the fourth innings. Now, the scores haven't been mind-blowing, but both of South Africa's scores are better than New Zealand's. Let's keep this frank and in, uh, in consideration. New Zealand does need to improve their game to get this done. But look, you'd imagine nine wickets, two days. Not they're going to need two days to get 227 runs. Uh, so I, I'd, I'd like to think that the depth of that New Zealand team can get it done. What do you want to see? What do you want to happen from here? We do know that uh, Devin Conway has missed out on a chance, which I, I was just praying we'd be able to see that man carry his bat. Uh, for this run to really get some runs under his belt and take a little bit of pressure off before the Aussie series. I'm a massive Devin Conway fan, as is many, but can he really hold his spot? We have to wait and see how that goes. Who do you want to come in next? Do you want it to just be Kane and Ratchin loading things up, or is this a chance to go, do you know what? Let's see how Will Young goes bringing him up now and what will essentially be like another opening role as an audition to take that spot against Australia. What do you want to see and what do you expect from the Black Caps? We will uh, do some talkback later on for sure. But give us a text on the Temper Bedpost text machine of 8833. We're looking forward to hearing from you uh, on that. And uh, I know that you're as excited as I am for what lies ahead in that category. Another thing that we're going to be talking about uh, during the show today, Dame Nolan Todoro is going to have to apply for her job as Silver Ferns coach. That was not on my 2024 bingo list that they would, that Dame Nolan would want to stay and that New Zealand netball would advertise. It's a bit of a shock, but the more I think about it, the more I love it. I love it. I love the concept that Dame Nolan is not any other sport. If you said, I'm going to hand the coach who led the team to their worst World Cup performance, we're just going to hand them a contract extension without contest, people will be up in arms. Can you imagine if they did that with, with Sir Ted? If they just said, no, nah, we're just going to give it to you without a contest at all. Now, the contest led to plenty of drama, of course, but the fact of the matter is he had to go there and prove that he was still hungry and had the right answers. Now, Dame Nolene's record's beyond reproach. Is there anyone that can top her? It's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine there'd be a better option out there than Dame Nolene, but, you know, she's her ego's not so big that she doesn't think she's beyond that reproach. I'm a massive, massive fan of this concept. After As soon as it settled in, I was like, do you know what? What a great position to find themselves in. When things are this tough, to have Nolene really eager to do the job still, but being prepared to say we need to canvas what's out there and give people a chance at least. I'm open to it. Absolutely open to that. But I want to start talking about a sport near and dear to my heart that 
gets its first taste of the weekend. Rugby league fans have been uh, on hold. Well, we're celebrating a win, a rare win for rugby league at the Halbergs with the uh, the sporting moment of the year for those wonderful Warriors and that incredible comeback victory against the Sharks. Anyone who saw that won't forget it. Uh, but things do start, and they start in the uh, in the, the the unusual climbs for New Zealand. But they are in the right place as far as I'm concerned. Stoked to see them at Apollo Project Stadium in Christchurch uh, where they will also be playing a game this season and a longer-term deal for that as well. So the start of the preseason starts for the Warriors against Benji Marshall's West Tigers. What do we expect? What should we expect out of this and the preseason? I do love that the games are televised. I do love that there seems to be a little bit more on them uh, in that regard and certainly with the All-Stars game as well. But uh, to get the thoughts of how the preseason has been going to date and what uh, lies ahead in Christchurch, uh, lucky enough you join the line by Warriors assistant coach and Richard Agar. Very good morning to you, Richard. Yeah, morning, guys. How are you doing? We are in uh, very good form, thank you, and uh, looking forward to this. I can imagine that you've got a squad of uh, large human beings that cannot wait to be ripping into someone that isn't their teammate. <laughs> I think we've felt that we've all felt that uh, as pre-season. You know, the pre-seasons are very long ones over in the NRL, and I think there's a point where uh, you can practice as much as you want, but until you actually suit up and get into a proper game, of tackle again opposition that you know you don't know what's coming at you a little bit then obviously that helps you uh, get a better gauge of where you're at and, and it'll certainly help us improve regardless of what happens at the weekend but yeah everyone's looking forward to it to get some yeah get some real time what do preseason games mean to you, Richard, and the rest of the coaching staff? Like we know, we know that there uh, some people call them a necessary evil, uh, where you, you know there's obviously the risk of injury. Guys, come, you know, it's the start of the season, your body's getting in the right spot, but you know you certainly don't want to do that going into uh, the the season without the, the blowouts. How results are they important? Does the way the team what what do you need to see as coaching staff over uh, over the next couple of weeks? Look, I, I don't think the the overall result is is that important. I think but what you see from your players uh, probably is. I think in terms of in terms of results, obviously there's not two points riding on it within the game. There's probably going to be a lot of interchanges, uh, but I think what you want to see is is some of the smaller details that you've worked on and, and the fundamentals that you've tried to ingrain in your players pre-season and spent a lot of time on. You want to see. You want to see how they perform under the pressure and rigours of a game. I think from a physical conditioning point of view too, uh, as much as we have sports scientists and the time that goes into prepare the players physically, uh, there's nothing like being, I guess, involved in tackles and getting up and down off the ground and, and the ebbs and flows of a of game to really you know, test, test your lungs at this point of the season. We also want to see uh, how some combinations go. Uh, and say some things that we've worked on on the training field, uh, what they look like uh, with different opposition and under pressure. So there's a lot of things that we would look for. Uh, I think you know, one of the important things too is even at this very early stage, it gives everyone a real opportunity uh, to lay a marker down for selection too. You know, because we've got some uh, hotly contested positions this year. You know, I'm sure everyone's got their opinions on who should start in. Uh, in certain roles, but this is, you know, a great first opportunity for some guys to say uh, to Andrew Webster, look, uh, here I am, I'm in business and, and my farm's going to be really good leaning into round one.
Speaking to Warriors assistant Richard Agar, Richard, one of those positions clearly will be centre, uh, and uh, no one's surprised that Roger Tuivasa-Sheck's going to get a, a run there, obviously, but as you say, that combination is a really big deal too. When, when I saw the team, the first thing that, that caught my eye was that I can't wait to see how Roger and Marcelo Montoya play together. For the, a centre is, is re, really needs to, a dulled position, needs to really have that um, inbuilt relationship or build one at least with a winger, right? That They, they play a, a big part in the selection process and we know that the incumbent centres uh, and Adam Pompey and, and Rocco Berry have proven themselves strong with the wingers. So I'm really intrigued to see how uh, that combination works out. And I think when you mentioned those guys, then the first, I guess the first part of the game that springs to mind is attack. And, you know, for Roger coming back to the club, he's a, he's a new player to me. And obviously, being the, uh, I guess, a superstar, he's, we're well aware of um, what Roger can do uh, athletically. You know, he's an unbelievably gifted uh, talent. But importantly, some of the combinations that will be, um, you know, that will be important for us and which we, which, which we worked on really well last year would be defensively. You know, I think... Uh, for Roger, uh, I, I guess the biggest challenge is to come back into a new defensive system uh, and, and some of the intricacies, of, intricacies about that. And, you know, defending uh, as the end two men on the line, uh, it can be very challenging at times. You know, you have a lot of numbers coming at you in, in a lot of space. So that's something that, uh, while we're all, I guess, really excited to see the attacking combinations, I think the, you know, the defensive ones are are just as important for us. And, and you're right, you know, we had some guys who played exceptionally well and consistently well, and guys who we think has got a lot of improvement in them, certainly in his outside backs. Uh, so the, the competition is going to be fantastic. Uh, we've got some guys that are versatile and adaptable. They can play on the left, play on the right. They can play centre, they can play wing as well. So, yeah, that's going to be uh, really intriguing. And we're hoping that, you know, that level of competition... And the quality that we've got, you know, really, you know, really brings the best out of everybody when it comes to competing. How, how settled in your mind uh, is is the coaching staff and the selection team led by Andrew Webster, and, and who will be the team that runs out come round one? How many how, the fa- fans, for example, are having some strong debates over who goes where, but. It's you. It's it's it's, main, it's it's mainly it's mainly through the players that. Uh, first graders already, right? And, and you look through this list uh, that the Warriors have named uh, with the you know the starting lineup and the reserves past the interchange as well. Obviously, a lot of a lot of people without uh, first grade experience. How 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 likely is it to find new faces and players who have have never seen there? Be really pushing hard for selection for round one. Uh, well, that's the beauty of the trial games, really. I mean, some of our some of our younger players. I'll give you an example, Jacob Laban, for instance. Is hmm. uh, you know he, he made New Zealand A at the end of the year. His commitment to his pre-season, his attention to detail, uh, his focus, uh, you know, has been phenomenal for such a young guy. And he's, he's he's a very talented kid. Uh, he's a good size of the thing. And, and Jake has not played first grade yet, but um, the pro- the progress that he's made uh, in himself pre-season uh, you know he's got he's got everybody excited and so so for us um, guys like Jakey we want those guys to come through and, and push for selection Ali Leah Towers another one when we're talking about the centre uh, centre positions and outside backs mm. that Ali's Ali's another guy that in his, in his uh, only first grade game last year 
he actually looked like he could do it with his eyes closed. And uh, you know, freakishly talented player. So I think I think on the uh, the bigger picture, uh, the debates for pre uh, the debates for selection is fantastic, and I'm sure the fans have got many many opinions and, and very different ones at that. Uh, you know, we we're obviously looking at we can evidence base what we see at training every day. And we have the beauty of having a look at, at, at two trial games to see how everything fits. And, you know, selection for round one uh, could look very different when selection for round 27 comes around as well. You know, we're very mindful that, um, you know, this is going to be a, a team effort and a squad effort and not just the, the guys that are named for round one. Um, but it's, it's, it's exciting for us to have that level of quality and competition and depth to choose from. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a real challenge for Andrew in terms of in terms of managing this. But at the at the same time, uh, I would say if you look internally within the squad, uh, while there's competition, it's very healthy competition. You know, the guys are all on board with each other, and um, you know they understand that uh, the guy to get the best foot forward over these next couple of weeks. He'll, he'll get the jump around one, but. It's uh, it's a competition that, as I say, is very very healthy internally. Yeah, speaking to Richard Agar, assistant coach of the Warriors, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Jacob Labor, who's seen him play, knows that uh, it's a it's certainly a, a win, not if, regarding first grade for that young man, including uh, Kalani Going. I put in there too. Uh, I love Zion Mayu. I think th- there's a lot of uh, promising forward talent coming through, but it's finding the uh, the right times to release them <laughs> in the in the deep end, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I think the, 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 to that too is uh, quite often young players get an opportunity in in very adverse circumstances. You know, your, your club is hit by injuries, and uh, or you know, in some cases, it can be because your club's not not going real well. I, I think it's always a, a fantastic situation if you've got a club that is going well and you get the opportunity to pick and choose when you you know when you start to bud these youngsters and, and give them. You know, give them that chance. So they've got good, experienced players that are in form around them. I think that's always a, you know, a much more. Um what the uh, the Warriors uh, have here. We've, we've talked about the depth there. There's obviously a lot of names that aren't there. There's also uh, a yep. couple of players who are playing, Richard, in uh, in the All-Stars uh, game for the uh, for yep. the Māori All-Stars, which is special for yep. them, uh, and it should make for an interesting contest tonight. As a coach, when players are off, and uh, their first set out of the season is one that has uh, respectfully more on the line to the players than uh, personally than, uh, than what uh, a trial does in this regard, it's good for them to get that kind of level straight off, and 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 a, a contest with the result is kind of ma- does matter. But uh, you get nervous knowing that their first blowout will be uh, out of your uh, out of your zone. Yeah, absolutely. We get really nervous about it, and uh, <laughs> and, and the timing of it for us too. Obviously, we're having a trial game this weekend, uh, and the number of players that we would have liked to have played for us this weekend. The timing uh, that the fixtures have coincided. Uh, and, and really just the amount of players that have been away from training for us is uh, uh, it not hampered our week, but it certainly uh, it, it certainly challenges uh, your planning. And, and as you say, you have got your heart in your mouth a little bit that the players uh, are not under your control. But at the same time, you know, the concept is fantastic and we know how much the players absolutely love taking part and, and representing the culture and the heritage in these games. Uh, and we're, we're really proud of them. You know, we'll all be tuning in tonight to see how they go. 
and uh, you know getting the first look at them uh, pre-season. So well, yeah, we we do get nervous about it. You know, these are I guess a, an overwhelming sense of pride and happiness for the players in particular, and great interest for us as I say in tuning in tonight. But yeah, look at uh, the West Tigers team; they've gone with a strong team, which again is great. We, you know, we're looking at the starting lineup in certainly in terms of the of the forwards. That's going to be a, a, an awesome challenge for us. Uh, both teams have made, uh, you know, got got plenty of players and bodies available this weekend. So I wouldn't be too surprised if uh, game time is controlled and, and limited, you know, caps are, uh, and amounts are set on game time. So nobody at this stage of the year is really, really overplaying and, and, and playing unusually big minutes. Uh, first cab off the rank, uh, but now it's going to be yeah, going to be a challenge. I totally agree with you. I think I think West Tigers will be a, a much improved outfit. I think the team. Uh, despite where it finished on the ladder last year, uh, it's certainly uh, certainly not as bad as that when you look at the team that's that's on paper at the moment. You know, there's some real talent and experience in there and, and some good young players. So uh, we think, yeah, we do yourself. We think Benji will have a, a significant impact on how they go this year. Uh, but we're not looking at them. You know, it's very, very much about us and what we've practised for and, and actually keeping it as simple as we can this week to as I say, to deliver on a lot of the smaller parts that we've worked on pre-season. And I know you don't like to have a rear-view mirror going. Uh, I know it's not a a big (laughs) coaching trait, but uh, we do need to uh, kind of bring up here that there is a a level of expectation uh, on the Warriors at this stage of the year. There there wasn't last year. How is that... how is that managed? How is that negated? And, and obviously, your guys' expectations is within the team after a year like 2023 will be will be high too. So, what do you do yeah. to contain that, or do you embrace it? Uh, absolutely embrace it. I can remember being here this time last year, and you know, I don't I don't mind sharing this with you. Uh, after after a couple of weeks, you know, we were we, we were unsure. You know, we we were unsure where we were at. We knew we'd got a lot of work to do. Uh, and you know, to to, to deliver the year we have, would you know, it was just an amazing journey for us. So, so looking back, uh, you know, we we can look at our start point last year to where it is this year, and it's it's very very different. Uh, our preseason has been shorter this year, you know, because we went further in the season, so off season became a little bit longer. So we we were later in, so we've lost. I think we've lost around 16 sessions to, to where we started last year, which is a lot of time, you know, which is actually a lot of time. And we've had guys away on international duty and some little bits of injuries that we've had, had to manage all the way through. So, um, yeah, just a different uh, a, a different look about our pre-season this year. And certainly where we were last year, we're excited, you know, the level of expectation. I think there's always expectation there. And let me tell you, I would rather have a situation like this where we know a lot more about each other. We've got, uh, you know, a good year under our belt uh, where we know what we can do. We know what our game looks like. Um, you know, I think Andrew's spoken about it publicly that, that we're going to be uh, the hunted, not the hunter this year in, in certain situations. But well, I think the NRL, I think anywhere from second to, to 12 going into the final weeks last year could have could have sort of got into the playoffs. So everybody knows what a tight competition it is and you know, there's not many sporting leagues in, in the world really that is that has as much parity in it and that is, is as close. So, you know, it's, 
it's not really changed in terms of level of expectation. We know our levels are going to have to be good to win games in this competition week in, week out. But we feel really confident with the foundation that we've got that you know, we, we can move the club forward again. And, uh, you know, our, our top level experienced players are very good ones. But with the young guys that we got coming through to, the young local New Zealand guys, we feel really you know, really confident that we can, you know, we can build a strong squad moving forward, not just for this year, but for the, you know, for the, for the years after that too. Sounds promising. And uh, Richard, have you got your hands on the Halberg Award yet? Did they bring it into the office? Yeah, they left it on my desk. Uh, my desk is the first <laughs> My desk is the first desk through the door, so people leave the water bottles, the tracksuit tops, the hoodies, <laughs> lunch, everything. So yeah, I came in yesterday morning and it was sat on the end of my desk. I think it was, uh, I think it were a, an ironic gesture, a, an ironic gesture from the coach, to be honest, because uh, yeah, I'm always getting in trouble for an untidy desk. <laughs> uh, well, uh, okay, league fans are stoked to see uh, the Warriors uh, get recognised like that. Uh, but full steam forward from here. Very much looking forward to uh, watching the Troll and Sky and hope anyone in the Christchurch area can get out uh, and enjoy a bit of pre-season footy as well. I uh, hope all goes well and uh, look forward to catching up through the year. Richard Ago, appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Richard Agar there. And uh, I love that he's embracing what the Warriors had last year and that pressure about that. I love that line, the hunted, not the hunter this time. I'm, I'm all about watching how the Warriors handle that. And no, listen, pre-season results mean absolutely nothing. Nothing. No no premiership was ever won off the back of a result in the pre-season. But the combinations, the chance to see who plays well, uh, who comes through well, obviously, uh, staying uninjured is a, a big part of that. I'm excited to see uh, what this Warriors outfit can put out and some of those names he did mention along the way. We'll take a break, but when we come back, we will be taking your calls and your text. Keen to get what you think, anything out of that, as well as uh, your thoughts on what we should do, uh, or how should we feel, sorry, about Dame Nolene Todua being asked to reapply for a job. The, the, the queen of netball coaching needs to put her hand back up and go through the process again. How do you feel about that? Double eight, double three. Give us a call on 0800 150 811. Roll call. Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea, Fulham, Crystal Palace. We've got you covered. Get the EPL in your ear canal on SENZ. From behind the stumps to behind the mic, nothing gets past Smithy. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. We're all someone's daughter. We're all someone's son. Hello. Get each other. Down the barrel of a gun. Got a voice, try and understand it. Make the noise and make it clear. Welcome back to Mornings here on SNZ, we're uh, under half an hour away now from joining the uh, exceptional SNZ commentary team in Hamilton for day four of the second test. Thoroughly looking forward uh, to that myself. Uh, of course, but from now on, it is uh, your time to speak up. You can be the voice too, so feel free to give us a call on 0800 150 811 or text us on 8833 with your thoughts. Uh, we've had uh, Dino has, uh, t- has messaged in on the Temper Bear Post text machine. Uh, Sam, the spinner is the big threat 
to New Zealand today. Uh, I agree. I think uh, the the way that New Zealand needs to uh, play this is a central one. Two hundred and twenty-seven nine wickets two days. There's no rush, right? Let's. I mean, it's it's Test cricket. I'd hate to think that New Zealand are thinking they need to polish this one off quickly. This is an, a, a wonderful opportunity to practice patience and practice being in there for when Australia comes and being ready to pick your shots. You show, make, frustrate the bowlers out of it, and that's what uh, New Zealand does to do on this occasion. Uh, Dino does continue to say, I think uh, we should win, uh, but also uh, the Warriors, and the Warriors maybe another Kiwi team in Christchurch maybe. It'll be uh, two NRL teams take the pressure off the Warriors. I think it's time. Don't hold your breath is the short answer. As a as a, a passionate league man, I would love to see another team in this country, and I think there's definitely scope for it. I think New Zealand could uh, definitely handle it. Uh, I think that uh, it would have to be Wellington or Christchurch. I don't think anywhere else could be uh, even a consideration for me, but I think with the facilities uh, that will be there uh, in, in Christchurch with the new stadium, certainly makes sense in that regard uh, whether the, there's enough buying and I'd, I'd say how Christchurch gets behind uh, the Warriors over the next couple of years with the games that are played there both pre-season uh, this weekend and the regular season games this season I think the next couple of things three years uh, they'll be taking a, a regular season game down there so uh, looking forward to seeing how that one goes uh, now Doug wanted me to ask uh, Richie Agars where I had him apologies uh, Doug I uh, did miss your text before then but he wanted to know uh, if they considered playing Roger at six he thinks Ali and Rocco too good to leave out. That's Ali Latua and uh, Rocco Berry. Uh, Adam Pompey is a forgotten man in this conversation. He played every minute last season, every minute for the Warriors. And uh, I think he, that the way he, he he developed last year was absolutely phenomenal, uh, not to mention he's a goal-kicking option. Uh, RTS could really light it up at six. I, I think he could, Doug. I don't, think, I don't see that as where they'll go because they're so happy with their depth there. I think getting Metcalf uh, and uh, Chanel Harris-DeVita in there too is really uh, important in that mix. I, I think that centre can provide the options. Do you know what? Don't rule out wing. Don't rule out that if, if, if there is a real squeeze there that someone like Rocco uh, or Adam Pompey for that matter or Roger Tuivasa-Sheck could slot into a wing spot where there is already some supreme talent um, to, to fight those spots out too. So I, I love the spot that they're in with that depth. Good players, quality first graders who can walk into other teams are going to miss out for the Warriors this year. I'm good with that. I'm absolutely uh, good for that. And uh, Mark, I want to make mention of uh, just before we, the show started, uh, Steve Devine taking a pot shot uh, at the uh, Blues and he wants to know the last time the Mighty Blues uh, won anything. And Mark, listen, I, I had too much class uh, to throw that back at Steve. I guarantee you it crossed my mind. I did. <laughs> That said, uh, also uh, growing up a Blues fan, I um, it, it's too painful to uh, to use one team. <laughs> One team's lack of winning and another team's lack of winning and, uh, and both have uh, cut me deep over uh, over the years as well. Uh, and uh, we had a text through from Gary from uh, Upper Hutt. Thank you, mate. Uh, if it me, I'll be sending Young out there first thing. Get Conway back for the Firebirds. Let him bat half a day at domestic level rather than face 20-odd balls in a pointless T20. He needs time at the crease. Interesting. Gary? Uh, I don't. I don't mind the concept. Yes, I 100% agree. Will Young should be the next man to walk out there uh, with Tom Latham. It's 100% what I would do. Give him an opportunity to play there, get some cricket under his belt, uh, and and it's essentially opening right from here. It's uh, the ball's still relatively new, coming in at the start of the day with a fellow opener. You need to have that same mentality. So uh, I I agree entirely about that. <sighs> Playing for the Firebirds. 
over the T20. They're not pointless, for starters. It's a game against Australia. There's no international match against Australia that's pointless. It doesn't exist. We want to beat them every chance we get. And you certainly want to beat them uh, at home. Uh, and the T20 World Cup is just around the corner, June. So uh, I th- I think you got if you're gonna if he's in the mix for that he's got to be in the mix for the New Zealand team I don't uh, like Williamson's hurt right resting him and, and Mitchell for games like that that makes sense no problem uh, he's not hurt but his body needs uh, needs the time I don't I feel like Conway would do almost better against international opposition but I, I take the point the Firebirds means he can get time in the middle he can get his confidence back and we certainly uh, we do need that uh, Martin has texted in as well uh, saying hey Sam the Halberg's words were very, were very ho-hum this year I wonder if it's because the people uh, that won or, he's just, or we just don't hear from or about it I think the Halberg Awards were without major controversy this year and that made it feel ho-hum Martin I think that the Halbergs has been a point where people have yelled and screamed and stomped and stammed and and how dare they how could they do this or why don't they do that so I'm I'm I think what you really are kind of saying here is that the the winners were justified uh no one feels that anyone was dogged no one got a a bad run of it I do I do feel bad for snow sports uh to be uh to missing in on trophies after um, I think they had a massive year to back up after the uh, the Winter Olympic year as well, uh, and Zoe Sadowski uh, retained her uh, her title at the the uh, the X Games as well, won that gold medal back, uh, and I would have thought that uh, her coach as well was in for a chance for coach of the year. But it's Lisa Carrington is the criteria was obviously written well before Lisa Carrington, but I feel like it was almost designed for her. She has a, a level of excellence that is above a rarefied air. Does, can anyone touch In the Olympics, no one can touch her as far as New Zealand's concerned. No one has achieved better, won more golds, more, won more medals. She's an absolute machine, and she is still at the peak of her powers as far as results go. She is an absolute phenomenon. She deserves to be in that rarefied air of, uh, of the three-time uh, winners of the uh, Supreme Award. I'm, I'm good with that. I'll tell you who I was stoked for. Aaron Gate, absolutely stoked for Aaron Gate to win Sportsman of the Year. No cyclist has ever won the Sportsman of the Year award. He's been a, a toiler who's gone at it for New Zealand for so long to see him get that award. And then back it up, the next day he went out and smashed his own national record uh, and won the one of the event he was competing in. I think it's the uh, the the time trial. No, sorry, not the time trial. Off the top of my head, uh, it was the. Uh, what was he competing in? Sorry, it slipped my mind. The individual pursuit, of course it was. No, individual pursuit, Brian. It, it, that's, I'm sure it was. Individual pursuit for the uh, the UCI, OCI track champs in Cambridge. Brian, if I won the Sportsman of the Year award, you would have to peel me off the floor the next morning. I can tell you, I wouldn't be back out there doing whatever I do to a higher standard than I've done it before. Insane. But that's why he's the Sportsman of the Year. Um, so, and look, you know, wins like you know, Cameron Leslie, uh, I, I was stoked for him. He's been another long servant for uh, New Zealand sports. So, yeah, ho-hum in that regard. There wasn't any major talking points to come out of it. We've moved on pretty quick. But uh, I think that says something a bit about the, the level of acceptance we have for those that took the award uh, along the way. And, you know, there was no anger that so-and-so did or didn't win Something, you know, I'm a huge Adi Savia fan, but I was terrified he was going to win Sportsman of the Year. Terrified. Because uh, I just think it would it would look be a bad look for uh, for w- what the awards wants to achieve. But, you know, by the same token, he was the New Zealand Player of the Year and the uh, World Player of the Year. So, anyway, I, also uh, from Martin, he said, uh, I actually thought uh, Nolene, Dame Nolene uh, could be sacked after performances over the last couple of years. 
there is a conversation that you could say that, except that she took New Zealand back to the highest of highs. She has the high... Dame Nolan Totoa can walk into a gig in any sport. I'm not joking. She would be a, a an addition to any sport in this country or internationally. Uh, as a consultant, uh, she does a lot of that, um, has done a lot of that work previously. Her, uh, her philosophy, her approach to sport is valuable anywhere. I'm fine with her being... In the New Zealand, uh, in the New Zealand setup, I, I think she'll get the job back at, at very early stage. Right, I don't know anything about the contenders. I'm just saying out loud that I think that the process is good. I think that asking her to reapply is good. That she's hungry to do it, it isn't like oh what you I, you make me reapply for my job. It says exactly it's, it's why why New Zealand loves Dame Nolan Totoa. It's she's just. She's got no uh, ego on that. She just loves to to rip in with that. We've actually a message through from Pete as well. Uh, totally agree with Dame Nolene having to reply. Her selection policy needs to be uh, looked at. Her fitness criteria standards. Uh, would class players like Jennifer Fowler uh, wouldn't make the team because I'm pretty sure uh, wouldn't make the fitness standards. It would be uh, wouldn't be smart to insist. Props had to have the same standard as halfback. We want the best, most accurate shooter, and the f not the fastest doing some yo-yo run. Okay, I can hear that, uh, and uh, maybe it's one of the things that'll be challenged. I'll tell you what could come out of this, uh, the need to reapply. I absolutely, absolutely think there could be a new assistant coach, or the next coach is out of this. Because right now, if I ask you, netball fans, sports fans, who should coach the Silver Ferns if it's not Dame Nolene, does a name jump out at you? Does someone go, that person uh, is ready right now? We could get international contenders putting their hand up for this job for all I know. I haven't read the criteria thoroughly enough to know whether that is uh, possible or not. So, uh, But I, I can tell you that there will be people in New Zealand that put their hand up. And this could be, you go, tell you what, that person presented well. I can see the fire. I can see their vision. We should match them up with Dame Nolene and put them through. Or maybe this is the right time and Dame Nolene becomes the coaching director, whatever it is. I think this is a great concept and it, you need to keep the coaching talent hungry in this country as well. So I'm I'm all for it. Uh, I've got more of your text coming through. We will jump to uh, after uh, the next break. If you want to call, you can give us a call on 0800 150 811 or text us on double eight double three. From behind the stumps to behind the mic, nothing gets past Smithy. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. Absolutely loving your uh, text in here today, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Uh, Pete has been in touch. We are just discussing the Halbergs before. I said that they uh, were large without controversy, uh, and he disagrees. I'd have to agree uh, that Halbergs without controversy. Check out some of the social media on the motocross scene. The issue, as I see it, is it isn't a level playing field. Don't get me wrong, Lisa Carrington will go down as one of our greatest sportswomen. Uh, and as you mentioned, she has a sustained period of excellence. However, she also has the opportunity to go to the Olympic Games. Courtney Duncan has also sustained excellence, but her sport is not an Olympic sport, enough said. You're correct. You're, you're absolutely uh, correct, Pete. But as far as controversy goes, and I say this with the, with the absolute utmost, I'm a, what Courtney Duncan has achieved and continues to achieve is phenomenal, and she does deserve to be recognised for what she does. Uh, but because the motocross scene is upset, and I say this as a leaguey who uh, passionately remembers when the uh, the Kiwis missed out on winning the uh, the team of the year for the um, when they won the the World Cup in 2008 to a to a rowing duo. 
we were up in arms as league fans, but it wasn't controversial. Uh, the, in general, there wasn't a, a, a backlash to it. And I think that's what I'm talking about with the controversy. People who miss out uh, and have entitled reasons to, then absolutely. And you know, people, you can say you can say the same thing for Shane Van Gisburg. And what more can he do besides win Bathurst in his uh, in his opening race? At the um, but the criteria, and I can say this is the former Halberg judge, Pete. Uh, the criteria. Is, is laid out in a way. So the issue you have is with the criteria, and uh, which is fine. But I want to keep everyone who gets ticked off. But I want to remind you that Halbergs exist to make money, to raise money. Sorry for the Halberg Disability Trust, which changes the lives of New Zealanders. The Halbergs uh, is just a step in there, and we take it very seriously as sports fans, as we should. Uh, but you know, put it this way: they've been Sky tried to start up their own. Uh, votes, try our uh, own show, try to uh, make it the uh, the sports awards. It didn't work out. Finding a better medium than this, and someone prepared to take it up by the uh, grab the bull by the horns, that's the way to go. Uh, and you shouldn't be relying on everyone who misses out on winning a Helberg isn't a finalist. They're pretty much all champions already. These are champions, and this is the moment in the sun to recognise the national level. Who wins is important, but just know that everybody watching the Helbergs learned something about Courtney Duncan if they didn't know it already and saw her as a champion. That is a positive. Uh, that is a, a good thing. Uh, Mark texts through um, regarding, uh, we're talking about, about who goes and we were talking about the possibility raised of uh, maybe RTS slotting at six. And I said Metcalf should be the man there. Uh, Mark says, I don't rate Metcalf, Metcalf on defence. He makes some really bad decisions. Attack, he's just okay. But uh, what do I know, Mark? Uh, well, Mark, you know what you like, and you know what you see. I I disagree with you. I don't think his defence is great, but um, if you put, <laughs> if you find halves who are good at defence, there's a shorter list than halves uh, that are bad at defence. Put it that way. He's we used to say the same thing about Sean Johnson, but he stepped up his game in a big way. Benji Marshall, coach of the Tigers this weekend, was considered a, a road bump, but you 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 wouldn't have not picked him. Uh, I think Metcalf compliments Johnson the best out of those there. That said, haven't seen him play with uh, Harris DeVita in, in this incarnation, and I'm looking forward uh, to that option as well. Uh, and uh, Gary from Upper Hutt uh, did text through saying he was talking about uh, the, the meaningless uh, T20s. What he means is uh, they are meaningless compared to the upcoming test. We need a confident Conway and that gets he gets that with long minutes in the middle. I hear you Gary. I understand. Uh, I don't disagree with it. Uh, what I would say though is if you tell him he's not been playing the internationals against Aussie, one of the highlights of the summer, everyone's been looking forward to these T20s and tests as the best thing to look forward to. You take him out of the T20 team prior to playing a T20 World Cup, which is the focus this year. What If New Zealand can choose one thing they achieve, be winning the T20 World Cup, even more than winning the tests against New Zealand, Australia here, even though we are excited about it. I don't know, I think that that's the right message to send to him and he might be worried about the spot. It's a it's a tricky scenario, but we, we need a, a confident Devin Conway. Couldn't agree with you any more than that. Uh, now, guys and girls, Last game it is, uh, last weekend, sorry, before Super Rugby and the Aussies uh, come to town. So uh, the sport really takes uh, kicks up a level. What are you going to do? How are you going to get those brownie points in the bag with the family, with visiting mum and dad or doing something with the kids so you've got time free for every weekend between now and, I don't know, December? So uh, I want to hear, if you text us on double eight double three, what are you doing to earn brownie points? Give us all some tips so we know how to get in on that too. Take a break, back shortly. This is Mornings with Ian Smith on SENZ. 
And we will be back with uh, Smithy uh, very shortly, in fact, along with what, Braces and Jeremy Coney, Garth Galloway, Grant Elliott, Chris Harris. It has been a, a wonderful uh, test so far on the commentary side of things. And don't forget, uh, if you're listening on the, uh, on the wireless anywhere, on the radio, uh, if you are out and about, uh, you can take the commentary with you, as I've been doing, uh, on all the school runs uh, and, and the many trips outside <laughs> away from the desk to do things uh, to uh, please the rest of the family uh, you can take it on the app so uh, do not uh, miss a second great fun a great partner uh, for your day as well we had a text through uh, from an unnamed uh, texter winning these tests against Australia would be a greater historical achievement than winning the T20 World Cup I would rather they won the tests against Australia here on home soil uh, than win the World Cup personally uh, but it's especially against the world champion Aussie Test cricketers as it stands. That said, their priority will be a World Cup because uh, New Zealand has never won a World Cup. Financially more beneficial. Also said, I can't tell you won the last T20 World Cup. I can tell you people, teams that have won it at different points, but it, it doesn't matter to me. A T20, uh, but it, it is huge in the game of cricket. Please don't, uh, do not lower that down. Now, we uh, have also been asking uh, along the way, about what you're going to do. It's, it's, this is the weekend, right? You need to earn the brownie points before Super Rugby starts and, of course, the Aussie series and, and the cricket. It all really picks up. This weekend is one that you can perhaps go a bit lighter on. Uh, living the bachelor life, uh, sex in, uh, and loving it. No brownie points required. I'll watch as sport, much sport as I want uh, when I want. So good. Well, good to you, mate. But I suggest anyone who is uh, in a different scenario, only do projects you can finish. Start something, finish something. If, you, if you've been asked to finish up, make sure you do it. Get it done, and then you'll earn those points. You'll need them. It'll be a long season. Appreciate your time. Looking forward to the commentary from SCNZ today. Go the Black Caps. Let's hope for a strong pre uh, finish. And go the Breakers, by the way, this weekend. Hope they can get across the line in Tom Abercrombie's last home game.